stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right. Well, we all know that you can go back over the last few decades in Alberta. We've had periods uh, of economic boom and we've had periods of economic busts. Uh, and the last two years have been an example of the latter. And, and frankly, it really sucks. I think we, uh, we can all appreciate that. It's been a rough couple of years in Alberta. I think we're all waiting for, hoping for uh, another boom. But there's an interesting question in all of that because I, I think there's a perception out there that, that even through the boom years, a lot of people got left behind. That, yeah, when we have uh, high oil prices and we have that economic growth, it's good for the wealthy. It's good for the uh, upper income earners. It's good if you were a geologist working in the oil patch or um, an executive at an oil company. Sure, you made up pretty good through those years. But what about everybody else? What about people who don't work in the oil industry? What about low-income Albertans? How did an oil boom do anything for them? That They got left behind. I think that's the kind of the notion that's out there. But turns out that that's not the case. That having a, a, an oil-driven economic boom in Alberta, or to have had the economic growth we had in Alberta that was driven in large part by the oil and gas sector, uh, turns out it was good news for uh, all income groups. So I think that's a significant finding. Joining us uh, to talk more about it, very pleased to welcome the program, uh, Ron Nebone who's Director of Economic and Social Policy at the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary, also Professor of Economics uh, at the U of C, here to talk about his latest research. Ron, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the program. Uh, uh, it's great. Thanks for having me. Is, is it your sense as well that there is that perception that, uh, you know, the wealthy made out well during those boom years, but the, the poor got left behind? Uh, if I would have had to guess before collecting the data, that's what I would have guessed. And so I was surprised when, in fact, the data shows that not to be true at all. Uh, so you didn't expect this to be the case? I didn't, although once I, this is often the case, once you pull the facts together, you start to think about what the facts are. Once I start to think about it, I realize this does make some sort of sense. Uh, the, what's unique about an oil, the oil price boom in, in Alberta was the fact that it demanded all sorts of skills, including the skills of people with relatively low skills. Um, and I don't want to slag anybody off by any means, but but uh, laborers and uh, drilling workers, et cetera, people with relatively low educations um, who were rewarded with pretty high wage increases because the oil boom demanded their skills. And you think about how that's different from a, a, a high-tech boom. There you're rewarding not people with low education, but only people with very high educations. And so the that kind of high-tech boom really benefits the rich. It doesn't benefit those at the lower end of the income stream. But an oil boom is quite different. How so? Uh, because, again, it, it demands that the marketplace reward those with um, even relatively low education levels. And again, I don't want to paint too broad of a brush here, but uh, it rewards people with all sorts of skills, including the skill of just being able to work outside during an Alberta winter on an oil drill, wheel, oil drilling well. 
Yeah, so it's interesting. If we look at 2000 as a starting point and, and go back to 2000, Alberta compared to Ontario, uh, the, the top 10% were actually better off in Ontario than they were in Alberta. The bottom 10% were better off in, in Ontario than they were in Alberta. By 2015, that had changed dramatically in, in both cases. It really is quite dramatic. Um, it, the, and again, it's useful to just emphasize this. In Alberta, the, those families with the lowest 10% of incomes, they are now significantly better off than the similar people in Ontario. Uh, so the, if you're at the lowest 10% of all household earners in Ontario, you have an income of about $20,000. In Alberta, it's $30,000. So that's a 50% increase in the standard of living for those at the lowest end of the income stream. It's also true at the high end. Those at the highest end, the richest 10% of families, earn significantly more in Alberta than they do in Ontario. But that, was, that wasn't the case in 2000. It is now. And, that's th- and that is thanks to the, to the oil boom. That's interesting. Now, I mean, the, this looks just at income, right? This this study. I know you've done other research, for example, on uh, like the cost of housing in Calgary, as an example. So, uh, in an economic boom, uh, th- th- there are other economic pressures, though, that arise. I mean, the cost of of goods, services, housing, for example, that can go up too. You bet. And you wouldn't want to. You want to be careful when looking at these numbers. Although the incomes of people have gone up, so have the costs. Now, we have tried to account for that with these calculations by calculating what we call inflation-adjusted income. So we try to take into account inflation. But those calculations generally assume an average person, um, because it's data the Statistics Canada puts out. But uh, uh, an income level that is very low, most of their income is going towards housing. And so we're not really doing a very good job of looking at the cost of their living. And in Alberta in particular, the cost of housing has really gone up very quickly. Well, and it raises an interesting point when it comes to, to social policy and how best to help low-income earners. I mean, there's a lot of debate going on right now about minimum wage, obviously. Uh, would we be better off focusing then less so on, on policies dealing with wage and more so on, on policies around things like housing affordability? I, um, both those, you certainly want to emphasize housing affordability. That's very important. But it's also uh, we need to emphasize that nothing determines the well-being of a family more than providing them with a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nothing will make you better off than having a job. So, uh, and and if we need to be careful with our social policies and this is always a trick that yes i'd like to give them a higher minimum wage but if it costs people their jobs and you're really not helping them so we have to be trick we have to be careful with these things all public policies are difficult as i teach my students and anyone who tells you that they know a clear answer probably doesn't understand the problem very well everything is tricky in these things so yes a minimum wage sounds really good except for those who lost their job because of the increase in the minimum wage. And that comes down to how fast you do these things. It's the same thing with housing. It's great to provide housing, but how do you do that? Do you have government build housing, or do you incent the private sector to build 
housing. Those are very different options. Uh, I think there's a role for both those things, and we have to pay attention to both those options. Yeah, well, important points. Uh, more at policyschool.ca. Ron Kneebone, thanks so much for joining us here today. I appreciate this. You're welcome. Thank All you. Right, take care. Uh, Ron Kneebone, uh, Director of Economic and Social Policy at the School of Public Policy at the U of C. He's also a professor of economics at the University of Calgary. So uh, even he himself is surprised by these findings, and it's quite significant. Now, you're looking at all of this in, in 2015 constant dollars. So you're, you're attempting to factor in uh, inflation adjustment. Inflation adjustment. So you look at the top 10%. Interestingly enough, uh, the average earnings in Alberta were around $180,000 for those in the top 10% of income earners. In Ontario, that number was just over 200000 Fast forward to 2015, the Ontario number looks almost virtually the same. The number for Alberta jumps all the way from $180,000 to almost $300,000. So sure, you can make an argument, hey, boy, the rich made up pretty good. The wealthy got wealthier in that economic boom. Not so good for everybody else. Well, hang on a second here. Let's look at the lowest 10%, the bottom 10%. And again, in Alberta in the year 2000, the poor in Alberta were worse off than the poor in Ontario. The lowest 10%. The average earnings in Ontario were slightly ahead of Alberta. In both instances, just over $20,000. Again, fast forward to 2015. The numbers in Ontario, virtually the same. In Alberta, it's a huge increase. Now up to $30,000. So again, that's in constant $2015. Inflation adjusted. So that's a pretty big increase. Left Ontario in the dust. So, again, that's the bottom 10% of income earners. So, it's interesting that, you know, for the province that had the lowest minimum wage for so long, the working poor tended to fare a lot better in Alberta than in other provinces when it comes to wages. So, it tells us something maybe we didn't know about these economic boom periods, that it doesn't leave the poor behind, that there is a broader benefit uh, to all income brackets in society. So I think that's important to note if and when the next one comes. 974-8255 is our number here today. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.